0: Welcome to episode 70 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about today in the world of hobbying. Uh, I'll start off with my confession. I haven't yeah. done any hobbying in a while.
1: What are we... What are we like, <laughs> what, how do we fill space? Hold on. Well, well, because I, I, I have, wasn't, cause I have opinions. Because I have opinions. You have
0: opinions. I have a lot of opinions. I know you have opinions, but... But I have nothing <laughs> to show for. Do it. you want to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I just uh, I've I don't know. I've just I kind of burnt out a little bit on hobbying. Sure. To be honest, I just I've I've painted so much in the last three years that I've kind of taken a little break from it.
1: Sure. I, Once I, in a while, I've been I'll, engrossed with your uh, modules. Recently. Yeah, with my
0: my music stuff. But uh, honestly, it just—I'm taking a little break now. It, taking the break makes me want to get back into it. Mm. So I am looking at a bunch of unpainted models, and especially I'm looking at you, Gene Steeler Colt, mm. and I do want to get into those. But I'm just—I'm just giving it a little time. Sure. All right. Yeah, I understand. Everyone so, needs a vacation. Exactly. From your vacation. Exactly. Like right now, I've got a bunch of Blood Angels Reavers that look fantastic. Mm-hmm. All they need, mm-hmm. all they need, oh. is to get based. Uh, I just need to do their snow bases,
1: and then it's with good. a little
0: bit of rock, because you know they're on a rocky, snowy planet.
1: Do the other ones have rock? Yeah, they do. Yeah, oh yeah,
0: my, oh uh, my, very snowy, was, ass, are on rocky, snowy, rocky planet. Except,
1: except your Necrons, and except your. Ne-
0: well, no, no, and no, no, I, we, well, yeah, no, a bunch of armies have different schemes. You don't, I don't you don't notice. So well,
1: no, 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 uh, death, no death guard, yeah, death guard, necrons, and uh, just mechanicus. You paint, you had different bases.
0: Yes, like mechanicus is on like on a Mars, Martian base. Yeah, you know that Martian Earth, cracked Earth that GW sells. Yeah, um, yeah, but my blood angels are all was always in snow. Same with my imperial guard. Yeah, because those are our first two, two, two imperial armies. Yes. Okay, so but I haven't so, done any any painting. So notwithstanding what, that I have been following what's going on in the world of painting. Yes. And the big news there is yes. that games workshop is releasing a whole new line of paint. hmm. These contrast paints.
1: So what does that, what does it mean? Oh, okay. What is contrast? So as best as I
0: can tell from the demonstration videos, it's a new way of paint. It's a new painting system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a classic way where you prime your, your model. Mm hmm. Right, then you apply a base coat mm-hmm. and then you do layers, maybe a little dry brushing, some edge detailing, some highlighting, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. right It's like five steps to get five you steps. a finished model, sure, right. the results are pretty good, like oh depending on your skill level, yeah. it could be excellent, it could be great right mm-hmm. it, 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 the g w method is all paintbrush, um but obviously a lot of people use airbrushes and yeah, do other things. Yeah. But that's like the classic way of, of painting your Space Marines and your, your Warhammer models. Yeah. All right. So now GW has come up with a way to um, quickly paint your models and get them table ready. Okay. All right. And the other slogan they're using is yes. one thick
1: coat. Oh, <laughs> Duncan would be a shame. <laughs> no,
0: Duncan's the one promoting
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> He does work for them. He does. He does work for them.
0: He's, I have a feeling that like he's being forced. Like there's a guy. There's a guy. There's a cause blast. He's being held. <laughs> someone
1: should check on Duncan. Is he okay? Yeah. Blink twice if they're holding <laughs> you hostage. In the next video, just blink twice. Blink twice.
0: After you dip your paint in the water. For the, <laughs> you're brushing the off for the first time. Um, yeah. So uh, one thick coat is the, is the sort of jokey slogan for it and the the i think the concept and process as far as i can tell is this they they sell they have a couple of new sort of primer spray cans one okay. that's darker gray and one that's sort of whiter white you know kind of a white grayish one and a whitish one okay and um you prime your models in either one of those two paints uh, the darker one's obviously for darker tones and the white one's more for flesh tones and things like that more brighter colors yeah and then you take one of 34 brand new paints, this contrast line of paints. All right. And you just glop it on there. <laughs> you oh. Just, just like paint the area. Just paint Just paint kind of indiscriminately. I, okay, maybe not indiscriminately. But you, you kind of...
1: You you paint just with like... You just paint you with just paint. Yeah. It, like so, one,
0: one coat. Yeah, like one coat. And then you get this, you know, um, result that looks like it's a edge highlighted painted
1: model. Okay, so it's it's easier now.
0: It's easier now. So you you, you start good. off yeah, what I understand from what I I believe it is and I haven't gotten my hands on the paint yet um because it hasn't been released yet as of the uh, taping of this episode is that it's um it's it's something that probably is a, somewhere between traditional Citadel paint. Mhm. And our washes and, and Siddler washes. Okay. So it's got the viscosity and thickness that's in somewhere in between. So it allows the paint to, you know, be a little bit more opaque than the wash. Yeah. But it's thinner than the regular paint. So it, so it runs like a wash and it gets into the crevices and it, you know, creates, you know, darkness and gets detail and, and brightness and color into the places where it would be darker. Okay. And then it, it, because it's thinner, the raised areas of the model will not have as much paint accumulate there. And so it will be like these normal sort of edge highlights. That's what I think the theory, that's how I think think it works. That's That's how I think it works. Again, I have not tried these paints. I haven't used them. So I I don't know for sure, but that's what it looks like based on the demonstration of videos I've seen from GW. So
1: the, the all-important question, yeah. I think, is: Does it look good? No. Yeah.
0: I, I, everything oh, no. I have seen so far, inc- inc- whether uh, it's uh, um, it's I've seen a few demonstration videos on YouTube from people who've gotten their hands on the paint, mm-hmm. and then I've seen um, the official GW uh, demonstrations, you know, and their examples. I, I am not impressed. Yeah. I'm not impressed. You know, even the demonstration photos they have on the GW website Mm -hmm. to help promote the launch of the paint. I think if you go to Warhammer community, you're going to see a whole um, post about paints. They just look bad. They just look dull and lifeless. Like Mm, like the resulting paint job looks dull and lifeless and uninspired. It's just, it's, you're selling pots of mediocrity.
1: (laughs) You know what, you know what I think this is? I think I think this is part of the ongoing uh, GW project of trying to make this game more accessible. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. It's. Just, it's uh, and and look, I, you don't like painting, right? No. No, <laughs> no I don't.
0: Um, I mean, painting yeah it's awesome. But, it's meditative and it's awesome when I'm not taking a break from it. I, but it, it's great. But but if you wanted to stun nonetheless, get an army together, right? And you had pretty good results, or at least decent, decent results. Re- Decent results As seen there. from yeah. three feet away, from you know your head yeah, to the the table is, and, then,
1: and it was really easy to do it. it was, yeah, yeah that, that, that would that would definitely encourage it, me. It, that would be, definitely it beats be great
0: plastic, right? And yeah. in, in any any day of the week, it beats yes, great of plastic. Course. You do your your primer, you do your contrast paint. Maybe you do a couple other coats oh, of yeah. different contrast paint. Yeah. Maybe you break out, you know, some metallics for the metal parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, I mean, that takes a little extra time, and then boom, you've got a battle ready army. A lot faster than, you know, what it would normally take to do the five or six step method that sure. is the classic heavy
1: metal team. You I'm know. sure. Well, here's another actually important question. Is it cheaper than... Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure it won't be. I'm no, sure it'll... But, but I mean, like, but I mean, like, for traditional painting, it's not just getting, like, one bottle, like, or, like, a few bottles like this. Right. It would be getting... Like you have to get your washes and you have, yeah, to get, you, yeah. you have to do your coats. You have to do your. Oh, assort, yeah. No, I mean, a single model
0: can take, you know, uh, 20 different bottles of paint. If exactly. you really wanted to add the kind of detail and layering and all that stuff, your different types of metals. With with this, you know, it's going to
1: be like five, six. Yeah, exactly.
0: Half the amount of, of pots of paint needed. Yeah, Right. And then maybe you've got some standard base paints for S- things like metals or bases or whatever things that, you know, that you want highlight especially stand out or be a little thicker
1: so if, so if it's uh, priced the same it's going to be a lot cheaper to use those
0: yeah i'm sure the pots of paint will cost the same as the standard gw yep. at least i hope they do i hope they don't
1: jack upcharge. up the prices yeah well exactly. that would that would, that would def- i think that would defeat the whole purpose of making it more accessible yeah now now
0: the the reality is that gw just charge more for its paints but the well, i always find that the quality of the paints are consistently high mm. you know i G W is not my favorite line of paints. Like my favorite line of paints is Vallejo paints. Yes, H- However, however, there are certain colors that I think only G W does right, and okay. so I, I like Mephiston red. Nothing really to me matches Mephiston red, and I have Blood Angels army, and I love it. And then yeah. all the all the related paints like Evil Sun Scarlet, you know, the ones that you do. They've got a good line of reds. Stuff. They have a great line of reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Their goals aren't as great. I don't like, I'm not so crazy about gold. Like, I like the Vallejo goals, like gold goals and all, all yeah. the other um, different goals that they have. And they're metallics, also. I think Vallejo um, really is better. Sure. But nonetheless, there's a bunch of paints that they don't have. And they're very specific to certain armies that I think are hard to find across any other line, right? That are mm-hmm. more geared toward general modeling or World War II modeling or airplane modeling or something that's non, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grim Dark Modeling. Right. I am curious about these paints and I'll probably find a way to incorporate them in my painting in some sort of way. I'll give you an example. I'll yeah. give you a perfect example. The Death Guard has got the, um, what do you call those guys? The guys, the Pox Walkers. The Pox Walkers. Yes. So I had a great time painting the Pox Walkers. Yeah. Right. I had an initial, I started off with 10 Pox Walkers. Mm-hmm. I so much enjoyed painting the Pox Walkers. <laughs> that I literally went to, on eBay and bought another ten more yeah pox walkers just so that I could paint them. Paint them. them. Yes. Because they were so fun to paint. Um and the way I painted them, I painted them primarily using just washes. I mm. in, in essence I kinda was using the contrast method mm. where I I would prime them in uh, in white. Yeah. And then I, I added Reichland flesh shade at first but then I also had to earth shade to make them darker. Mm-hmm. And then I had a little greens and purples and yellows to where the areas where there were infection yeah. and all that stuff. And I think they turned out fabulous. They turned out, no, a, a I really, they turned great. out really great. They yeah. look fantastic. Um, they're probably some of the best skin tone looking models I've ever painted. I, I thoroughly enjoyed painting. It was almost liberating the paint with washes because you could just sort of apply them a little or a little sloppily. You didn't have to, follow the lines because there were no lines. Sure. <laughs> you yeah, kind of yeah, were yeah. like, it was more impressionistic. But yes. the result, well, I think, was fabulous. If the result that contrast paint has is on similar. the model is similar, then I think then maybe there is a winner here to be had. Maybe you can work. I them. haven't seen examples of that yet that I've been impressed by.
1: We'll have to wait. And honestly, I think we might have to wait until we've seen more than just promotional images and we've seen like Correct. actually good I, painters. I, well, I, okay. Not good, so, like, verified, uh, like verified. Verified. Like, yeah, okay. Like well, like uh, people who, well, people, we'll see how, we'll see how once it becomes like an actual commodity. More we'll people, see how people will have yeah, them. Yeah, people and will have them and people will, will try to figure out yes. how to use them. Most uh, so that so that their models look the best. Yes. can With that. Those paints.
0: I agree. I agree. I'm going to reserve judgment until until then. I'm I'm right now. I'm guardedly pessimistic.
1: Yeah. No, I, I understand. The promotional images that you showed me were not not impressive not at impressive at all they look the like
0: they have life. a necron that look i mean more dull and lifeless than a necron They're should a necron. be <laughs> yeah no yeah necron
1: should not look that like i just got up uh, what is I, i'm looking pretty tired and gray and boring <laughs> am i a statue i wish my no, creator,
0: I, I wish my creator hadn't used contrast paint on me
1: why god why <laughs> do they believe in god no they they enslave their gods Oh, that's right. They, like, so they, believe in, they believe in enslaving they believe, their gods. They, they believe in their gods. They know because they fought <laughs> them and killed them, or right. not killed them, but enslaved, enslaved them. them, and now I use them in shards. Like broke them apart on the battlefield. Right. New game. Now they're in new game plus.
0: Right. Okay. But so yeah. So if you look at the necron, go to Warhammer community, look at the article and painting, and if you look at the necron model, you'll see what we're talking about. It's dull and lifeless. Mm. Go back to sleep, neckline. <laughs> right. Okay. So related to um, so I, look, yes. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment, but I am looking forward to getting some my hands on some of this contrast paint. Some of the YouTube painters that I've seen had that have already gotten them. Yeah. Uh, get got their hands on them. Like they went to some seminars at Warhammer World or at some exhibitions where they got to actually paint models. Okay. They took pictures of of what they painted, and yeah. again. The same, result? The same result. Same result. Mm. Same mediocre, boring, lifeless-looking result, as far I as I could tell.
1: Let's hope that doesn't. I, don't, I, I don't think know. it will be.
0: I, I, I think it will be situational. Like you'll be able to apply contrast plates, paints, either instead of a wash or instead of a of a coat, and go great. I can build on that. Yeah. Like that's it. Save me a, a couple of steps there or something. Something like that. But I think.
1: We'll have to going full, yeah.
0: going 100% contrast away from the traditional method isn't going to yield the result to make me happy. Yeah. If it's going to make somebody happy because they have a giant horde army and they just want to put white primer and green paint and then do a few metallics and suddenly they've got an orc army, yeah. fantastic. Yes. That's great. All the power to you. I think that's fantastic. That's going to get you hobbying and playing much faster and it's exactly the reason why something like this was created. Great. I'm a complainer when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> new product. Sure. I, I I don't want things to be the way I want them to be. So, yeah. uh, so so that won't make me happy, but it's but it's gonna make somebody happy.
1: Yeah, it's gonna it's, it's gonna it's gonna ease it's gonna be make for easier access. Uh, and you know what those those paints that we like so much, they're still there. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just
0: like well, yeah, what am it, I complaining about? Yeah, exactly. It, there's like there's they're, the, exactly. They're yeah. still there. They're still available. People who want to make. I, I, it. Well, I heard a rumor that some paints are going away. Oh, but but oh. I don't think that's result. Oh. I don't think it's a result of of, of releasing new contrast yeah. paints. I think it's a result of probably okay. people not, if it's just, not buying if it's those just, colors. If it's
1: just an issue of like people not buying the colors, I, I think it's fine. a supply and demand issue. But but you're right. See,
0: this just gives us more choice. Yeah, exactly. So, so for some a, people who yes. aren't who maybe yes. aren't into
1: uh, the sort of intricate painting that a lot of uh, hobbyists love so much, yeah. they're going to go in and be like, uh, Yeah, I can I can get into this. Exactly. Yeah. I can tap exactly. on a few coats here and then.
0: And I think there'll be a lot of tutorial videos that encourage exactly that. Yeah. You know, basically, hey, here's a great way to get started on your hobby. If, you know, you can't paint. You don't want to spend, you know, months and months learning with Duncan videos. Why don't we just quickly bang out a few, Yeah. you know, using contrast paints. Okay. Well, related to painting okay. is, um, is brush, brushings.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I have, um,
0: I'm opinionated on brushing. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a favorite set of brushes. Yes. Okay. Um, we'll get to those in a second. But if you go on um, if you go on the Warhammer or the Games Workshop site, you are going to find a set of of brushes there. On the Games Workshop site, under the painting and modeling section, you're going to find the Artificer brush collection. Mm. Okay. It's going to be three brushes for the low low price. Of 72 US dollars. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Oh. That that sounds kind of high. That right? does. That, that does sound well, maybe, high. Maybe not after you read the description.
1: Well, okay. What's the right. what so description what does it say? What does it
0: on, on the main workshop sounds... side is the Citadel artificial brushes mm-hmm. are the best brushes money can
1: buy. They're the best. Okay. Well, made, if, well if they're the best, then it's yeah, made from family.
0: the highest quality sable hair and designed to help you achieve results you wouldn't have thought you were capable of. This <laughs> bundle gets you three. This will make you a better painter. In extra small, small, and medium sizes. A set of the greatest Wait. layering brushes imaginable <laughs> that'll open up a whole world oh, boy. of potentially... <laughs> the Lord has made to put that in there. <laughs> potentially incredible paint jobs. I understand. almost. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Way to add water to that CW <laughs> The Lord's are like Okay <laughs> There's sales speak And then there's some truth Can we just stick in the word Potentially
1: you're, Or maybe <laughs> you're, You should You should have <laughs> yeah. You should have seen the first draft <laughs> yeah, they said that they had trapped the ghost of Vincent Van Gogh into the brushes. Into the, the brushes. We
0: actually use Vince Van Gogh's hair in creating the these brushes. brushes. <laughs> His the missing fi- ear. Hair. The
1: finest, the finest <laughs> Van Gogh hair. <laughs> Mike <and> Mike. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> It's a sacred relic.
1: It's a sacred relic. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that's the oh, Artificer that was, Brush Collection. Okay. A couple. Let's unpack a few things. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. Apart mm-hmm. from the sales speak, which is <laughs> pretty out there, as you can see. Sure. It. They, they claim it's it's the highest quality sable hair. They don't specify what kind like, of sable hair. and among,
1: Is there a difference amongst sable hairs? I don't know much yes,
0: about it. Yes. Yes. Uh, the highest quality sable hair that is known to be out there for brushes, as far as I know, that are just commercially available. Yeah. Maybe there's something special. Kalinsky Kolinsky sable Kolinsky? Okay, and we'll get to that in a second. Secondly, is the sizing? Um, uh, they describe the sizing in in GW speak, which is different from normal yeah. everybody else, uh, you know, yeah. art supply speak. Sure, as extra small, small, and medium sizes. Um, I don't know that. See, in in brush, you know, yeah. you've got um, you've got the sizes are are based on. Zero, ones, twos, double zeros, you know
1: the, there's a numbering system.
0: There's a numbering system that everyone uses to sort of indicate the size of the brush. Yes. Yeah. You know, what how, how big is the is the brush tip. Sure. You know? Um yeah. but not with GW. <laughs> they have their own, <laughs> they make their own special own you know their own special size. So you're not quite sure what you're getting. And in the photo, they're not even sh- they're, they show the brush, mm-hmm. but you know what? Uh it's a tiny little picture of the of the actual brush tip itself, and a much bigger picture of the brush in a plastic tube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not really sure. Yeah. Well, okay. the, you know, all good brushes come in a plastic tube so sure. that they don't, you know, um, get, the brush doesn't get the brush doesn't get moist. But they're just mostly the tube. It's mostly the two. It, it looks like they're, they're very thin, like you know, small tip brushes, which is you know, artificer brush. You know, typically would imply that it be for edge highlights, um, yeah. not not you know, not your first coat of paint, not your one thick coat of paint. That you'd you wouldn't use these brushes if you're uh,
1: <laughs> if you're using
0: uh... contrast paints for sure. the most part. I think.
1: All right,
0: all right. So that's what you can get on the um, on on the GW website, and there are other options, but I just went for this one because this was. Um, obviously the best.
1: Yes, the the highest the quality, best thing that they that they had, the highest quality. Now, that's the best brushes money can buy.
0: Cor- correct, correct. Now, my, my favorite line of brushes mm-hmm. are the uh, Windsor W I N S O R and Newton Series Seven Kolinsky Sable pointed brushes. Yes. To me, uh, there is no finer brush that I've used mm-hmm. than those. There may be cheaper brushes that probably have an equivalent quality to them but i have not tried them yeah i i, I read in several places that people love these brushes mm-hmm. i tried them i bought some a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and i i love them they're my they're they're consistently my favorite brushes they 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 do everything really fantastically they hold up really well they apply paint very well easy to clean they just there's just a beautiful brush high quality and they tend to be kind of expensive all right all right so, it, so I, we went on, we went on to Blick a very big commercial art supply place mm-hmm. right blick.com it's actually it's dickblick.com and um, they have <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing at that. <laughs> Windsor and Newton series Sam Kalinske, sable pointed round brushes a set of 5 a set of 5 for 89.99 yeah okay it's 90 bucks for 5 so that's, that's less um, than okay and
1: so do those do those um, do those Brushes use that uh, finest sable hair you are talking about, Kolinsky sable. Kolinsky, yes. yes, they use they, the Kolinsky. Yes, they do. So that's yeah, no, that's a lot cheap. <laughs> that's a lot cheaper. That's a lot more bang for your buck right there. If 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 they are if GW is using the same, correct. Uh, I mean, sable hair. So you get five brushes under twenty dollars a piece mm-hmm. for
0: ninety dollars, right? Yeah, uh, in different sizes, or you can buy them individually. And um, the the you know the, like let's say you wanted to... That's,
1: that's eighteen. That's eighteen. That's eighteen dollars. Correct.
0: A brush. Right. Like a like a pointed round size two, which is a brush that I would use of a lot for modeling. All right. Is seventeen dollars and seventy cents. Right <laughs> on, on on Blick. Right. It's a lot less. Well, it's significantly less than twenty four dollars. Yeah. Which is what it turns out to be if um, if, if yeah, you bought it on GW. GW. Right. So. What. I, what? I, I, and a size one is $14.55, so it's like $15. And a size zero is 12 75 So I'm assuming that they're, you're probably getting a size zero, a size one, and a size two in the Artificer brush set. And you can buy those three brushes for under, for about 45 bucks. For about 45 bucks. Yeah, Literally yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. about 45 bucks. Yeah, that's right.
1: I don't understand what GW is doing here.
0: I think they're offering something that's high quality and they're making convenient. They do one stop shopping. Right? Yeah. It's part of their their painting system.
1: Do they know their audience? Well they know their they know their
0: audience is loyal and, and, and tends to buy a lot of their paint and tends to buy a lot of their models.
1: Yeah. But and
0: and will probably start out with their
1: that's um, where brushes. Start. Sure. That's okay. where they start. That, As you go wanna, down the rabbit hole you think fi- yeah. Of, you if you know, get learning
0: more, how to paint, yeah. You start picking up you know other things like I use an automotive primer for my mm-hmm. as my base coat or as my uh, my primer. Yeah, but that's that's something I picked up from a from a you know a game store owner in Spokane, Washington. Because <laughs> I was admiring his models and yeah. he's like, "Oh my God, these are amazing!" And, and I'm like, "He's like, yeah." And I'm like, how did you paint them? And he started talking to me about the process and and he started off with this automotive primer, and that's why I learned how to do that. That's why I learned how to pick that up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as you. Spend time on yeah. watching a lot of painting tutorials. You start picking up tips and tricks from people who painting you admire, and then sure. end up with you know your own odd collection of paints, metallics, brushes, foam, dry brushes. They're, all the kind of weird stuff that you can to make your models.
1: So basically, what they're hoping to do then is to opportunistically pick up people who don't know any better. No, I don't and, get, I, and no. charge them too much for I mean, brushes no, no, that they no. could get elsewhere that are uh, just. Uh, as high quality
0: yeah i think i think as as you um become more sophisticated in the hobby you start looking around at other sources for your materials and not just rely on gw i think it's easy and you're going to get a high quality product from games workshop every time
1: but you can get a high quality product but you even.
0: can get an equivalent high quality product I, elsewhere we don't even, well we don't even for less money
1: we you, it might be a better product we, they never specify the sable hair.
0: Uh, correct. It could
1: be. It, they just say the best sable hair, right? And and we can pres- we can like guess what that is. We can look it up, but right. like, right? It's like uh, they don't specify, they so don't we specify. can't technically. know.
0: No. Now, I I I think I own one or two of of the brushes that are referenced in the artificer brush, you know, category. Um, and I think I paid twenty dollars or twenty one dollars. for it at the local game store. Okay. And they're high quality and I, and I do All like right. do like them. I mean, they're fine brushes. They're they're great brushes. To me, they're not as good as the Kolinsky Sable brushes from yeah. Windsor and Newton Series 7. Those yeah. to me are the better ones. I, yeah. I, there, are, there are other brushes out there and some may be cheaper and I'm sure everyone has their favorites and whatever. I just like these and these are the ones I use and I get the results I want with them. Which is not to say I don't buy, I don't go on Amazon and buy a giant pack of cheap ass brushes <laughs> for yeah. like 10 bucks. Sure. I've done that too, because you got it. You still got to paint terrain, right? Mm-hmm. You still got to do. Sometimes you're painting vehicles, you know, with bigger brushes, thicker brushes. And it, it you know, precision isn't required. You don't need Colinsky Sable yeah, 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 yeah. to just slap on your <laughs> first base, yeah. base coat, whatever. Yeah. Just, no, the yeah. whole point is that you don't have to rely, I think on the games workshop ecosystem. Yeah. Any ecosystem, you can, you can, you know, you can. I have paints from a whole bunch of different places, mm-hmm. right? Vallejo um, being one of them. GW is another one. Army Painters another one, uh, and I, I'm sure I have many other paint lines and things. Uh, and same with weathering products. I have a bunch of different products from Migs Jimenez and other companies that, yeah. that do more traditional World War II and, and military type model stuff. Uh, to look around uh, is what I'm saying. If you just rely on, on, on just the Game Workshop stuff, you know you're going to get something great. But there's probably a cheaper alternative that's <laughs> just as great, if not better, out there for you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. So right. that ends our hobbying section.
1: And now for something completely different. There's an FAQ
0: they just dropped, right?
1: Yes, there is an FAQ. Okay, so, or, as, a, uh, so as, as It's a, like tiny, tiny FAQ. Tiny
0: or, FAQ they just dropped today.
1: Pertaining to a few armies.
0: Okay, so what, what are the armies that
1: got, got uh, referenced in the FAQ? Uh primarily the the bigger ones that got referenced, or the big the one that got the bigger changes were Deathwatch, uh Tau and uh, Space Wolves. Okay. The Tau stuff immediately I latched
0: onto. It's just more just stuff up clarifying some stuff around long strike, right?
1: Yeah, it was really just it was just the clarification of language, honestly, from what I could tell. Let me let me pull it up. Okay. Yeah. Um it was just adding a it was just adding a keyword uh, oh, wow. to his line to his log line. Oh, and he there's a there was a slight change of his um, one of his abilities.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And it was just a query. Yeah, even that was just a clarificational thing. Longstrike
0: has always been a, 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 I think an appealing um, character for me, both as a as a character and as well as a as a very playable competitive model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, we just don't own. Uh, a Tau tank? No, I
1: don't. Hammerheads. Hammerheads. A hammerhead. Right. No, I don't, a hammer. don't know. Mostly because I don't like
0: the look—that rounded, ish look of the it looks a little, Tau vehicles.
1: I mean, yeah, it looks. It looks very. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I would even describe it. It's it. it it's not like the, it's not the mecha blocky look of it there. Correct. Yeah. If it if it was mecha blocky, I would totally get it. But it's kind. It's kind of like half. This weird, uncomfortable middle ground between kind of streamlined and slick and bulky. Y-
0: yeah. It yeah. Like it like it was streamlined slick and then it gained a few pounds. It gained a few pounds, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's still kinda of rounded. It looked, it's just yeah. sorta <laughs> right. bigger.
0: In the wrong places.
1: In the wrong places.
0: Right. So but anyway, um okay. So the other the other armies in the FAQ were Deathwatch and Space Wolves, right? Uh yeah,
1: Deathwatch and Space Wolves. Oh. Uh Deathwatch it, it was just a change for um veterans' heavy weapons which were, uh, that if you give a, if you give a veteran up to four veterans can take heavy weapons. And if you give one a heavy weapon, they cannot take other items from the, uh, war gear options list. Okay. And sense. same applies for heavy thunder hammers. That makes sense. Uh, and for space wolves, it was a small change to bolter discipline to something called bolter discipline. Well, that's
0: one of the new rules. That's one of the new, um, um, one of the new rules that got FAQ'd into existence is bolter discipline, which increases, yeah. which makes bolters a little bit more awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a small change. It, it was just adding. It was just adding a bolter, a bolter discipline thing for our vehicles. Oh, okay. All right, good. good. Uh, for for people on vehicles, I should say for transports. Okay.
0: Uh, other other Warhammer news is that you know, in drips and drabs, the um, um, we're getting closer to a Sisters of Battle release.
1: Very this, small updates. Yeah,
0: very small well, updates, awesome but consistent one. updates. And, consistent. and this week there was a uh, a drop of a new a retributor model. Yep. They they showed us what the retributors are going to look like, um, and I think they look cool. They look they look great. Um, heavy weapons guy. It's look. It's a sister of battle in plastic, which is awesome. Nice. And, and she's holding a a either a choice of a heavy bolter, a multi-melta, or a flamer like a heavy flamer your choice. Uh, the cool thing about the, the the flamer is that the the edges of the, the end of the flamer look like brazi- braziers, you know, like those uh like like <laughs> those uh um ceremonial like light lighting like ceremonial torches.
1: Yeah, they yeah, they do. They do look like that. Yeah, exactly. So it's consistent with the whole look of this sort of gothic, you know. And of course, where where would you be without the Cherub?
0: Oh, you have the armory. They have their version of the armorium Cherub. Yeah. yeah except cyborg. he's carrying from ethium.
1: He's praying for me for the yeah.
0: sisters to do their, their holy fire oh, work.
1: He looks so old. That that cherub? Yeah, look at like he's got like he look at he's got like neck folds. Oh right. He looks like he's uh, grimacing uh, <laughs> as,
0: it looks like as if Kingpin were turned into a new cherub. <laughs> as if he's Kingpin cute. became a forty K cherub. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's weird looking. It's <laughs> hideous. The better cherubs get reserved for the space marines. For the blood, the blood
1: angels, did the, the blood angels like the blood angels took all the good looking babies, right? <laughs> and gave them cyber? We want implants. the glamorous, we want the great cherubs, the highest all quality. Rest of you can
0: have all the ugly uh, baby cherubs. <laughs> We're the blood angels, We're blood <laughs> <laughs> we look good, even our baby cherub babies blinged out. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the Sisters of Battle. It, it just makes me want to get my hands on an army. It looks great. The other thing you can choose from is um, uh, she gets either a unhelmeted head, and I think she's got the bob haircut, um, or she's yeah. got the the cool Sisters of Battle kind of weirdo helmet. I like how they kept the bob. Yeah. Well, they yeah. I mean, they're they, not going to change too many things. They, no, yeah. uh, they're t- they're turning turning metal into plastic, and so we still want to one foot in tradition.
1: No, oh, I know. I, big, yeah, I think that's been, great. I think that's yeah. great. Like those little holdovers from their sort of 80s origins is like. Yeah. The, yeah, the exactly
0: armor wrong. looks great. It looks traditional. Um, it's it's not stupid boob plate. You know, it looks. I mean, there's still some, but it's not like, you know, over exaggerated lines. It looks like kind of militaristic, you know, but still gothic influence, you know, space armor. Yeah. Battle armor. It's it's looking like it's going to be a, a, a huge hit when it comes to the big announcement. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of plate armor, I have been obsessed with this game. Uh, I've been playing oh, a lot. Oh yeah. Yes. yeah, So I've been playing yeah, this yeah, game yeah. called Mordhau. Mordhau. We're going to step Mordhow. away from Forty K for a second and talk about something that's geek related, but not Forty K. So Mord Okay. So Mordhau. I just uh, I just read about this game mm-hmm. that um, the developers were almost shocked at how many people downloaded and bought this game off of Steam when it first came out. And uh, I said, okay, I want to check this game out. Called Mordhau, M O R D H A U, and it is a fighting game set in medieval times. Yeah. So you you get a certain number of points to, to create uh, a mercenary with any weapon and armor loadouts and, and sort of design load design choices that you make then you send them into these 32 V 32 based maps where just horrible bloodshed just starts happening. Yeah, <laughs> and it's sure. just like fight between one team and the other. And it is one of the most fun games, video games I've played in a long time. Uh, you, you, you can pre-select from either um, stock characters that already have, you know, weapon loadouts and they're kind of optimized for like the archers have the archer sort of, you know, mm-hmm. um, traits that make them more archery and better at, at inflicting damage from a distance, and then you've got you know things that you know make the tank character stronger you know so that you can take more hits and have more armor and use big big swords and stuff yeah. or you can create your own and that's the fun part is creating your own and, and giving them your own your own look and design. there's a really easy you know gold system there are no loot boxes or anything like that after every game you're based on your performance you're allocated experience points and gold. Which is then you can use to either buy the weapons you, you your individual characters don't have access to yet, All right. or you can buy cosmetic things like a feather for your cap, sure, there's <laughs> or there's. big puffy sleeves. <laughs> I actually bought big puffy sleeves. Hey,
1: no, that, that serves an excellent tactical purpose. They don't know where
0: your hitbox is. Well, the funny thing <laughs> is, you're, you're okay. You're out there, and it's brutal combat. But you are looking around going, God, that guy is really well-dressed. Yeah, that, guy. that guy looks really cool. That's
1: one fancy lad I'm finding. <laughs>
0: That's one fancy lad who just stuck me with a rapier. <laughs> and uh, and then you want, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to just look dressed like a peasant. I'm not going to wear what was given to me. I'm going to stand out. <laughs> you know, the yeah. most expensive thing you can buy is yeah. literally a helmet with a big plume. Like a big feathered plume. Oh, there, that I cost 60,000 gold. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is like 500 gold or a thousand gold, maybe 3000 gold, 60,000. 60,000 yeah, gold. So you really have to be dedicated and you can't even buy gold. It isn't like they have like a whole system where you can. That's how you do it. That's
1: how you do it. Well, but, but there's not that. No, no, no. no yeah. I know. I mean, that's how, no, I mean, that's how you do that's it. How Without, should, that's, that's how you should, that's how you, how you should, should always do it. You shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't pay to, the, these in, yeah. these in-app purchases are ruining games <laughs> right
0: right so there, there's no in-app purchase, as far as i can tell That's um good. yeah and so and so it's been great so it's and they have all these great maps um with river crossings and castles and stables and yeah. you know things oh there's also fire bombs you know you got sure. a character that all he does is like he's got these fire grenades and, and he just, runs, around just runs around throwing, throwing fire grenades and right and usually he'll just you know i'll piss enough people off while they start chasing me and then you know, hack me to bits, sure. but I've had a great time doing, doing that. If you like, you know, archery, there's that. You don't have to be an engineer and you can yeah. build, you know, walls and spikes and, you know, crossbows to shoot your people with from a distance. It's the game is, is great, great fun. It's 32 V 32 and, and it's got a brutal, brutal learning curve. <laughs> Just horrible. <laughs> you really have to spend time on the tutorial. And, and kind of go through it. You know, you want to get past the tutorial right away. Like, come on, hurry up! Let's get to the game. Get into the game. And the and the tutorial is about ten minutes long. So worth it to actually take that seriously and spend time doing that. Mm. Because the first time you get into a duel with somebody, it won't be a duel. You just get you'll get massacred. You get massacred. You you'll, you'll, literally your head will get chopped off. Yes. And you can hear the blood spurting. <laughs> Well, as you lie yeah. on the ground headless,
1: yeah, it's great because it keeps with the first person view, so you can see. It so your camera does a little nice little roll. Yeah, yeah exactly,
0: exactly. It's it, yeah. Which I've had my one. I've had my arms chopped off. Yeah. Where I'm still having the other arm, and I'm trying to fight by basically punching the It's, other just, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. And but I see my arm on the ground yeah. in front of me. It's horrible. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I've gotten some punches off that way with my missing arm. Only would be. <laughs> That'd be- completely skewered down the road. Um, it, it, the game is incredibly fun. It So it does have a big learning curve, as I yeah. said. Uh, it's worth it, and it's incredibly satisfying when you are one-on-one with somebody, mm-hmm. and and you're both parrying, and fainting and circling each other and doing all kinds of fancy stuff, and those little sustained moments where it's just you and somebody else are video game gold. Just <laughs> awesome Great satisfaction, so much fun to do it, especially when you win
1: yeah
0: and i, I also I, I play a character that I like to play faster characters, so I use a, a Spanish rapier that's a little long and it's very stabby sure and it, it's a world populated by by giant knights and barbarians with two handed great swords and things like that, long swords and what they call it spy handers two handers, and they those things just chop off like multiple heads at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get but getting one on one with advice. somebody like that and being able to parry their big swings and you getting in there and stabbing them like yeah, five times. times
1: yeah oh, satisfying. so satisfying
0: so good so good so that's that's my that's my recommendation um, for for video games it's on Steam it's like
1: thirty bucks yeah T- totally worth it I already played it like for like forty hours these games seem to kind of pr- I mean you get the occasional sort of um, multiplayer not many of them but there is the occasional multiplayer uh, medieval game. Like a little while back, there was like For Honor, uh, which has the sort of yeah. knights versus Vikings versus samurai kind I, I, I of angle. That. Yeah. Um, Have you ever tried it? I've seen it. I know of it, and I'm so, sort of familiar. I think they recently added like Chinese DLC. So it's hmm. like kind of like Wuxia types. Hmm. Cool. Um, but yeah, so that's like a fourth faction. Or I think it's a fourth faction. I think so. Um, but yeah, they're that was a, like a few i think that was like a year or so two I, back
0: um i i actually own that game yeah i tried it just didn't get into it that, yeah um it's also very tough to learn the fighting system yeah um it just feels not as fun or as fast now more how is feels like it's a little on the cheaper side
1: no, like that, yeah, I think it's part of its charm. Ultimately. Oh, yeah, exactly. Is that, is exactly. It has, to, it has this very like this low res graphics, low budget kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous feel where you can get up to lots of shenanigans it, that aren't quite available to you. And
0: correct, like you can be a peasant throwing frying pans. Yeah, you know, at, it, at other at nights. Why
1: not? Why not play? The and loot? I've been killed
0: by frying pans. Sure.
1: Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> And, and um, you, or you can
0: just walk around playing a lute. Lute.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Right, don't, um, don't kill the loot player. There was what else? There was Mountain Blade, uh, there was Mount some, and Blade, Mount and Blade, yes. which is a little while back. Um right. that was a f- that was a few years back, actually. Um, I think there was a There's mod r- or a something that uh-huh. someone made of it that would put it in like the Napoleonic times. Oh, that would be cool with like muskets, or maybe I'm thinking of a different game. But there was like there was some there was some game that involved sort of Napoleonic warfare. And so you could sort of be like a general and you could shout out orders or you can like be a foot soldier, a grenadier or something or try to be a cavalryman, um, And or you could be a musician. And there was just like these hordes of musicians <laughs> that would just go around with like drums and flutes and everything and just have a grand old time.
0: That's great. That's great. Yeah.
1: So I, I think there's been a there's a small but interesting little tradition of these kind of fun, goofy well, I, I Historical think... Historical multiplayer battle games. I think
0: Mordhau is a kind of a distillation of a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, the, the spiritual successor, or predecessor, I should say, is a game called Chivalry. Yes, that, that's... So, yeah. So Chivalry... Oh, man,
1: I almost forgot about that. Yeah,
0: so Chivalry was this sort of the same thing. You uh, equip yeah. a knight and you go send them and do one-on-one battles and stuff, or do, you know, team battles. Um, and I think a lot of the people that played Chivalry have now found Mortal and are playing on on that. Yeah, so everyone who's comes from Chivalry or kind of had a had a heads up or got, involved, you know, got got into the beta and and loved it. So um, the game is still early and still being developed, mm-hmm. and there's it looks like a lot more people are joining. There was some problem with the servers at first, and I still run into situations where I'm dealing with super high ping, and then I I, I lose fights because yeah. you know I lost packets of data and my swing didn't register or whatever and I get killed and then I just leave that server. But, but for the most part, um, the, you know, the, the developers who were surprised that they sold half a million copies in the first weekend, um, have been very transparent about the fact that, that this was an unexpected success Mm -hmm. and that they're doing everything they can to sort of get their net code running, working and get their servers appropriately, you know, placed and, you know, up and running so that they can handle big crowds of people playing the game. And so it's kind of fun to see this, you know, small team of people who got onto something big, found something that, you know, has been a a success on Steam and and, and they're trying to do whatever they can to keep their community and audience happy. Uh, And that's great. I love it. I love it. That's, That's, you know, how like things like PUBG and Fortnite started. Uh, uh, this will never get there. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't have, it doesn't have <laughs> this is just horrible blood. I mean, literally bloody gushy, bloody gushy violence. Just the most horrible mom, not approved violence. Yeah. Um, I,
1: I have no desire to talk about uh, Fortnite. Ugh.
0: No, I, no, I, it's, not my, it's not my gem. I, yeah. I, I've played Fortnite. I, I don't get I, it's it. It's not my thing. I don't get my it. Thing. I well, I,
1: get I it. do get it. And it makes me yeah. sad. No. <laughs> I
0: still play Overwatch. I still play a lot of Overwatch. I like that the, that the has a charm. Around. That
1: has like a charm, though. That has yeah, like a, it has
0: a whole the, world. That has character. Exactly. Like, I, which I, I enjoy. I enjoy. It.
1: All right. Well, uh, enough about How. You saw some movies recently. I did. What did you say? Tangentially see? nerdy movies. Okay, yeah. so um, the first one that I saw... Uh, was Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, for those who don't know, is this uh, anime kind of classic movie. At least in the nineties, uh, big influence on later cyberpunk stuff to come. Uh, yeah, and it's about this um it's about the, this cyborg. This this group of this group of cyborgs who are like a subdivision of the uh, police of the police force and are meant specifically to handle these sort of cyberganic threats that face uh, Japan as well as do some certain political dirty work uh, oh, occasionally. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's not, um, they're not straightforward heroes. It, it, it is very cyberpunk in its moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it clearly shows like a pretty transparent relationship between like a corporate, like the major cyber corporation and the government in regards to like the military and whatnot. Uh, it asks a lot of questions about like identity, what it means to be human, and like the threshold between human and some other life form. Right. That we can't really define. Really, a really interesting film. Uh, actually, it isn't quite as actiony as I would expect. There is a lot of dialogue.
0: No, you know, no. Just to be clear, you're talking about the anime and not the not the, Scarlett Johansson. No, not the
1: Scarlett Johansson. The, this is the original nine, like '90s uh, right. anime film.
0: I started watching the Scarlett Johansson one and didn't get very far into it because it just, it just looked, it was terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, it I was don't terrible. really have much of an interest in that one. But um, no, I thought this one was really interesting. It's not nearly as action-oriented as you would expect because there, yeah, there's a lot of dialogue that puts the themes of the film very forward, very, very forwardly. It's not a particularly subtle film in its messaging. But I think it was a very well-made film and I was really happy I saw it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a class. it's a classic, uh, anime film. And if you're interested in, in, that sort of thing and you're interested in cyberpunk, really. Right. Uh, that's a great film to watch. So I saw that really enjoyed it. And I also saw, uh, office space. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of a geeky, it's a geeky, it's a geeky movie. Yeah, sure. You,
0: I, I think you, I think we, we, there's plenty of memes and
1: a lot of early memes, a lot of really yeah. like early memes use the, yeah. um, yeah, used office space a lot. Like the mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gary Cole's character. Gary Cole's character, <laughs> the yeah. office manager guy. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's a great movie. Oh. Um yeah, it was very I mean it, it was like again, very very blunt, very kind of yeah, uh, us versus corporate. Yeah, uh, us versus us versus corporate. It's like kind of like I like there's like stuff I agree with and stuff I'm like yeah well it's like what are you sure what, sure. Are, you, what are you doing
0: <laughs> oh it's a it's a feel good populist movie about oh, it's being fu- being it's, an it's individual funny. and not not bending to the corporate masters it,
1: it's it's funny and I think it accurately portrays like kind of like this cubicle dehumanizing life dehumanizing corporate yeah. culture that right. just it's just horrible and awkward and right. no one feels genuine and it's just ugh yeah You're, yeah it's if flare! Oh, <laughs> the whole thing with flare. Yeah. You got 15 pieces of flare on there. <laughs> yeah. What would you What would you say to someone who does the bare minimum? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Look at Todd over there. He's got 37 pieces of flare. Yeah. Uh right. That was great. A is funny, and B it spoke to something true, and I think that's pretty much what you want out of a comedy. So right. I was happy with it.
0: All right. Excellent. All right. The opposite of that um, is *Mechanicum* by Graham McNeil.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: A book I've been reading over time. Yes. My 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 go-to airplane book has been *Mechanicum*. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch movies when I get on a plane. I usually watch one or two movies if, if I go on a long flight, like I go to the East Coast, mm-hmm. five-hour flight. I'll watch one or maybe two movies. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I don't want to watch a movie, or I get bored, and I'll pull out *Mechanicum*. And I haven't been—I don't know for whatever reason—I only want to read it on planes. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to read it at home. But I've read other books at home. Yeah, I do read, but Mechanicum is my 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 flight book. So I've been reading it very slowly. Yeah. But it, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's by Graham McNeil, so you know it's going to be a good story.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's the story of how basically the rise of the Dark Mechanicum around the time of the yeah. Horace Heresy. In fact, it's book nine of the Horace Heresy novels. Mm-hmm. It was released in two thousand eight. It's it it details. The slow turning of certain factions within uh, the Mechanicum mm-hmm. into the Dark Mechanicus, yeah. and how they sort of came under the influence of Horus and his his agents. Yeah, as they you know kind of infiltrated Mars and started to spread the word and the Scrap Code associated <laughs> with with uh, you know this heretical thought. Uh, but it, it really gets into the whole mindset of well, what it means to worship information and data and what it means to, you know, uh, replace your living tissue with machine parts as a way of achieving immortality and becoming closer to the Godhead, which is the machine God, the Omnissiah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who a lot of the Mechanica don't really believe is the emperor. Well, yeah. No, I mean, but out I of political was... convenience, it's just...
1: Yeah, I, I, that, that's, yeah. How I, that's how I always figured it, even for like... There's Modern some that do. Kenetism. There's some.
0: There's some that do. I know because they're just indoctrinated. But the higher thinking, the more. Yeah. The, the more, more you're independent. skeptical everyone else. Exactly. Is, is sort
1: of like no. The they, they truly
0: believe in the Omnisaya and they realize we have a
1: we yeah. have a relation. We have like a relationship. We have to work with these people. Yes. Uh. So we'll say whatever. The we Imperium to.
0: was too powerful for us at the time. They struck the Treaty of Mars. So what would, could they? Could they revolt? Well, they did. I mean, lot of them did.
1: Some of them did. I'm just surprised. Yeah, I guess I'm just surprised that those uh, animos that animosity didn't run a little deeper.
0: It ran deep enough to yeah. to create the dark mechanics, um, but it didn't. It didn't permeate the entire entire society. Sure. Right, and there are benefits being in you know being in league with, yeah. Earth, with Terra. Yeah. You know, um, but the other part of the of the book though deals with. Uh, All the Titan battles, all the different Titan houses,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, I want to say the what's the name the the Legion Cybernetica, is
1: that right? Do they now? Do the Titan houses have a relationship? Like, are Knight houses and Titan houses different?
0: I think there are Knight houses, and I think that there are there are houses that 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 handle that basically have their own sort of line of Titans and supporting Titans that include Knights.
1: Okay. So, and but, then they, I,
0: but then I think there are also separate smaller knight houses Yeah, that just have knights.
1: I, I thought that, yeah, because I kind of figured out our own kind of weird culture, feudal <laughs> culture going on. They do. That was they different do. from the but there, but,
0: but we're talking, this is a higher, you know, uh, level of conflict. Yeah. So we're talking about our organizations, groups that uh, are in command of not just knights, but also, you know... Empire Titans and Emperor Titans and Warhounds and all these other bigger war machines. How did that species...
1: How did that planet survive? Which one? Mars. What (laughs) what do you mean that it survived? we're We're like firing off... Like, okay, so like right now we have nukes, right? Yeah. That can wipe out the population. Sure. Of like most of the planet and the rest of them will probably die of radiation. Yeah. These guys have giant mechs you can you could see from like a good like hundreds of miles away like from the from a good other like another side of the planet basically firing guns like the size of some countries right and the planet's good yeah <laughs> I, I don't know. Shouldn't there like like shouldn't there, shouldn't there have been like a chunk taken off at one
0: point? <laughs> maybe there maybe there has been the, the if you see more recent renditions of what Mars looks like in the forty k universe, it looks weird. It looks it's well, like, it has, it has like it, the, it,
1: there's like the skull looking city or like the skull structure.
0: I haven't seen that.
1: No, there's like the, with, with the map of Mars, it has like the, the, their um, their entire uh, you you can see like the, the clearly developed parts of Mars. That are all like, that look like, iron. it looks like irons on, it looks like irons on Mars. It looks like metals on Mars, but it's, right. um, it's clearly like, a, it's tons of like structures and cities and whatnot. Um, but it, w- it looks like it's shaped in a skull.
0: Oh, well that I haven't seen, but I mean, I, I know that the, that the planet is ringed by an artificial uh, ring now of basically um, industrial you know
1: yes and they yeah they have the little like yeah the artificial uh, they're
0: like i don't know if they call them space they, elevators or whatever but they're definitely yeah. like like metal connections between yes. the ring and the actual planet itself and mm-hmm. clearly it's all been fabricated and it's it's just to show that it's an industrial planet now uh, remember they had their own their own thing going they were separated from humanity you know centuries ago and they had their own thing going they yeah. had they they were their own sort of machine human hybrid society when the emperor visited and then gave him the choice join us and be the second eagle the mm-hmm. second head of that eagle and yeah, yeah. the imperial aquila or, or be crushed by, by the imperium right and they said okay okay well yeah i guess you're on the side now
1: sure you'll, you'll <laughs> we'll join up <laughs> where's your omniscian now on there right there <laughs> look at him he's on Terra. he's made flesh sure <laughs> let's, let's go with yeah, that
0: we'll go with that sure we will
1: yeah
0: yeah so um anyway so the, the book is great um i'm it i'm mostly done with it one more trip and i think i'll be done with it. yeah but anyway if you're looking for a quick read that's sort of separate from the other horse heresy books um but still is uh concurrent with the events in there and you just want to get away from some space marines mechanicum is your book by Graham McNeil. all right Okay, why don't we take a break? When we take a break, uh, and then when we come back, we will get into uh, this battle report. And it pitted the Tau versus the Gene Stealer cult. All this when we return. Okay, we're back. I hadn't played the Tau in a while, and I wanted to bring them out because I enjoy playing the Tau. Not so much because of their competitiveness, although definitely, mm-hmm. <laughs> but because I just like the way they're painted. I think they're one of my cooler looking armies, and I hadn't seen them on the tabletop in a long time, and I just wanted to see them in action.
1: They are a good looking army.
0: a good looking army. I painted them in BB-8 colors, orange and white. Primarily. <laughs> yeah, I
1: remember that. Yeah. They were, yeah, that was fun of the project. That like, was fun. Could, what, what did it belong in any Sept? No. No. BB 8. They're, they're their own thing.
0: They're the BB 8 Sept. They're the BB 8 Sept. <laughs> yeah. Also, NASA colors, orange and white, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, You played Gene Theater Cult. So, why don't we get into your army? Tell us
1: what the Gene Theater Cult consisted of. Yeah, cool, cool. So, it was a 75 power level. This was the, uh, they were, the cult of the four-armed emperor. Uh, That was a creed. Which gives them a plus one to advance and charge, right? Advance and charge on the first, on the first round, first turn, and any turn in which uh, they arrive. From like an ambush. Right. Oh, that's such a good, good rule. It is pretty good. So I had, my warlord was a patriarch uh, with two familiars and two psychic powers and a uh, biomorph adaptation as their warlord war trait which gave them plus one strength and plus one attack I had one acolyte icon ward uh, one primus uh, one or two, three different squads of neophyte hybrids two of which were equipped with mining lasers uh, and grenade launchers and one of which was equipped with uh, flamers uh, and a cult icon. I had one group of Aberrants, uh, five with hammers, one Clamavus, one Kellermorph, uh, one squad of ten pure strange yours, one Sanctus with the Silencer Sniper Rifle, and the Gift from Beyond, uh, which augments the Silencer Sniper Rifle by allowing it to deal mortal wounds. And I had one group of Adolin Jackals, those uh, are the motorcycle guys. Motorcycle guys with the wolf, yeah, with the wolf quad, which is a little buggy. Yeah. And two Lehman Russes, each with multi-melters, las cannons, battle cannon, 100-killer missile, dozer blades, all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah. Fully decked out
1: Lehman decked Russes. Out. Lehman russes.
0: Lehman yeah. Okay. And that was your 75 on the nose. 74. 74, right. The scenario we had set up was that the Tau had invaded a planet... Yes, an Imperium planet, and its only defenders <laughs> at that point at that point Who were the Gene Stealer Cults, who had their own plans, or their own thing, their own their own schemes. They're doing their own thing. <laughs> and suddenly the Tau show and up. Tau show up and go, oh, and well, we they say join or die. And what do the Gene Stealer Cults say? Die, die. That is <laughs> sorry, we were unclear we on the messaging. you yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. We'll join some other group, not not yours, Tau. Um, my sept was the Borkan uh, sept. And the bar concept is great because they get to add uh, six inches to any uh, to the range of um, any um, any pulse weapons. Which oh, is, oh boy, tau with more range, <laughs> tau with more range. Actually, uh, models with this tenant may add six inches to the maximum range of any rapid fire that's it. rapid fire and heavy weapons they are armed with, which is fantastic because now pulse rifles um, have a thirty-six inch range. <laughs> My two HQs were my commander, which was a commander in an XV86 Cold Star battle suit. Mm-hmm. I gave him three fusion blasters, a couple of gun drones. Mm-hmm. He had the Pure Tide Ingram Neurochip, the mm-hmm. shield generator. And then next to him was the Cadre Fireblade. What makes the Cadre Fireblade so good is that the Cadre Fireblade has a special rule, and his special rule is that models in the Bork concept. whatever sept you are within 6 inches of any same sept cadre fire blade may fire an extra shot with pulse pistols pulse carbines and pulse rifles when shooting at a target within half the weapons range so you combine the borkan sept extra 6 inches with the cadre fire blade and now you've got pulse rifles now you have a unit of fire warriors being able to shoot three times per man mm-hmm. at 18 inches strength, five shots at 18 it's inches, which is crazy, yikes. crazy. Which is crazy. What okay. Even? So that's, that's the cadre fire blade. My troops were uh, three strike teams. They all had uh, DSA tactical supports with missile pods, but they were stock five man fire warrior team, with pulse rifles because the pulse rifles are awesome. Mm-hmm. My elites were a unit of crisis battle suits I had one crisis battle suit um, with uh, two fusion blasters. The other two guys had two plasma rifles. Mm -hmm. I had one ghost kill battle suit. My fast attack was a team of 10 pathfinders, nine with standard marker lights and their pulse carbines or whatever. And one with a rail rifle. Mm -hmm. My heavy support was a broadside and the broadside had the heavy rail gun, and um a couple of missile drones to go with them. Um my Lord of War choice mm-hmm. was the KV one twenty eight storm surge. And I chose the pulse driver cannon, the one with the seventy two inch strength ten shot. Because it just always does good work. Seventy two so anyway, inches at strength ten does Seventy four points on the nose. Okay. So so the, the, we, we roll the dice, and it turned out that uh, the mission we rolled was Cloak and Dagger, which is a, a, a Maelstrom mission mm. from the basic rulebook. And in it, you start off with three objectives at the beginning of your turn. Anytime you have less than three objectives, you draw cards to, Replace get, to, those, yeah. to get to three. But you keep your objectives secret. Yep. There are six objective markers on the battlefield. You keep your objectives secret, and off you go to the races. Now, you won the, the dice off for table sides, mm-hmm. right? I did win the dice off for table sides. Um, I got to, you deployed first, but um, and I finished first, I believe, so I got a plus one on my roll. But you won the roll. And I, and I forgot, you know what I forgot? What did you forget? I think I forgot to roll to seize the initiative. Oh, you did? I did. I did. Again, if you listen but, to last, our yeah. last episode, dumb mistakes. Don't, don't
1: even, don't even. you know what? Don't even sweat it. Yeah. Don't even sweat it.
0: That's true. I'm not going to sweat it. Don't worry. Considering. Yeah, I'm not going to sweat it. But anyway, so the Tali didn't get to shoot first. Instead, the Genius Sitter Colts did what the Genius Sitter Colts did. So when you set up, I'm watching you set up Yes. Practically nothing on the battlefield. nada. No, nothing
1: except nada except
0: even. for these stupid little blip markers. The blip markers. Why don't you explain psychic. your deployment strategy?
1: Oh, it's so well. It's always so fun. It, it's it's like I I don't even know if it serves any practical purpose other than to be a psychological like deterrent for the opponent. Because I mean, you can kind of tell what's being set up. I think. I like, like, you know, when something's put out in the open and given a pretty broad range of space, you're like, okay, that's probably like a vehicle. But at the same time, there's a, still this weird element of like how not sure you are because it's nothing's technically certain right. because at
0: um, that point, for those of you that don't know, the genius that are cult have the ability to place yes. units on the battlefield. And in lieu of that, to, sh- to show their camouflaging techniques or their secretive techniques. You the uh, the player just puts a little blip marker. You just put the little blips, and until they actually their turn comes and they you know yeah. move or do something, it stays a blip marker. It stays a blip marker. So, so your, your opponent is deploying in the blind, in the not, blind, not, not, not you know you're not really knowing what you're deploying against because you just you just see blip markers out there. Knowing that there's something there, just don't know. You, you know it's general location, but you don't know whether it's a unit of uh, of, of cultists yeah. or a, a tank.
1: Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. Uh, I th- I think you can like figure out certain ones, but ultimately it still just creates this weird element of ins- like, uh, the, the, you, it's not a sure thing. It's always not a sure thing. No, uh, and I think that's always an interesting little like, uh, f- like kind of a fluffy fun factor for the gene steers. The real the real interesting part is how every just everyone's got deep strike. Everyone can deep strike. Yeah. Everyone everyone can ambush. Even like there's this great stratagem that's just that's just fantastic for this, where um you technically still have to deploy fifty percent of your army on the table, so you and I so I couldn't like quite I can't you can't quite uh maybe deep strike as much as you want to you can't quite ambush in as much as you want to, but there's a stratagem that fixes that and for one command point you can choose like three book markers. Uh, and just put them in an ambush once the game starts. So technically you filled your deployment requirement, uh, but then they've just disappeared into the underground. (laughs) They
0: have burrowed again into the, into their holes, into their, where the cult belongs.
1: Yep. So good.
0: All right. So, um, you won the first go. So uh, you started the battle. So, um, how did your first turn go?
1: Because I couldn't, I couldn't ambush anyone in because of the uh, well. You revealed, battles.
0: you revealed you had two battle yeah. tanks on the battle, field.
1: Two battle tanks, uh, a Sanctus, and a group of Jackals. Um, my objectives weren't really there. Uh, there was no no objective I could grab. Okay. Uh, it was mostly, it was mostly kill stuff. Really, it was. Well, actually, it was grab an objective from your opponent uh, for D three. Okay. Uh, it was kill the warlord. And he wasn't on the table yet, yeah, and it was kill a unit. I didn't really have the manpower to kill a unit at that point, right yeah, i mean i I shot oh we should we should also note it was there was a special rule for a shooting, oh right,
0: because um the cloak and dagger said it that the battle takes place at night, so anything over eighteen inches, you had to reduce your ballistic skill by one, yeah, yeah it was minus one ballistic skill, but you could pay you for could, any you shooting pay one command the,
1: point for flares to illuminate one unit that you can shoot at
0: with normal, with ballistic. normal ballistic skill. Right. Right. So for the Tau, who already have a four up shooting mm-hmm. ability, this was a disaster. It wasn't,
1: it wasn't great.
0: The fact that the battle was taking place at night against an invisible army. Yeah. was not, <laughs> doesn't play to the Tau's strength.
1: No, it does not.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so
1: yeah. but You it, didn't, you didn't have to worry on that first turn because it was mostly maneuvering. I put some wounds on your storm surge, I believe, but, you put, like, than, you put, like, seven wounds on that Storm Surge. No, it was six. Okay, six. It was six. Six cause wounds. Because then I remember that. Because okay. on your turn...
0: I used a stratagem that allowed me to repair a vehicle, which allowed me to re- bring back three points on that on that Storm Surge. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you shot at me with battle tanks. Yes. Um, storm Surge took the brunt of fire. Um, you did a lot of missing. I did, Because you had last cannons and you had battle tank. Basically, Yeah. Yeah, battle tank shooting at me. And, um, and you had the grinding advance rule, which allows you to Double. fire the turret twice yep. if they don't move. And the storm surge just took it. I, I had yeah. a shield generator, so that, that definitely helped. On my first turn, I repaired my storm surge. And the Tau all shot at the one of the Lehman Russes and destroyed it. Yep. Uh, mostly because I I shot, I, I lit it up with marker lights. Yes. And uh, then I shot four destroyer
1: missiles at yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. That would really do <laughs> it. That, four destroyer that, missiles that,
0: that killed the leman Um Yeah, so that was that was my first turn. So I I got got rid of one of your heavy things, and I I knew that the storm start was you know once he got rid of the tanks, it was not going to get not likely to get be hurt very much. No, no, I was a little worried about your Sanctus because your Sanctus started shooting at my cadre Fireblade, which gives me a lot <laughs> of you know. Um, bonuses to my my yeah. fire warriors so i i made him run away and you hide away. he still i still kept him within his aura so that he still gave the benefit sure, yeah but he was, he was he was hiding
1: hiding behind some uh, terrain. yeah um yeah okay, that was my first turn yeah second turn out comes the ambush out comes at least some of the ambush because it wasn't all the ambush uh, I deploy two of my neophyte uh, squads—one of mining lasers—in uh, sort of adjacent buildings to your storm ward. Your the like storm ward. Uh, storm surge. Uh, yeah, storm surge. Sorry, yeah, not storm ward. My little uh, gunline. Storm line. surge, uh, fire warrior gunline. Yeah. Um, so they can just start pinging uh, at a reasonable range at your because um, it's like they're 24 inch mining lasers are 24 inch glass cannons basically. Right. So I would just want to be arranged for those. And the Kellermorph and a squad of uh, neophytes with flamers uh, show up right next to your Pathfinders. There's this interesting stratagem in the uh, Genestear cult's army, which is that you can show up, you pay one command point, and you can show up three inches away from an enemy unit, but you can't charge them. Right. But these guys didn't need a charge.
0: When they have flamers. When you have flamers, you have the killer morph.
1: When you have flamers, uh, auto guns, and uh, the be- the fastest gun in the West. Why don't you explain what the killer morph is? So, for those who don't know, and you should know, look up, a mo- look up the look of the model right now because it looks great. The killer morph is this kind of folk hero figure for the Gene Steeler cult. This. Uh, Fast shooting three pistol because he's got three arms, three pistol gunslinger who basically is just he's just a blender. He each of each of his guns are two shots each, strength four, AP minus one, but and he oh and he's got two and he's got two plus ballistic skill. Oh my god! But that's not all. Each a successful shot generates additional shots right uh not and those those don't those yeah. don't not generate yeah additional, additional shots either themselves. but
0: yeah but yeah but yes
1: yeah but at two plus you're getting most so of you're shots. starting out
0: with six shots at two up yeah right and some of those will generate you additional go, shots. you can go
1: to so he goes to a maximum of 12, 12. strength four ap minus one uh shots and they just, they just, it's just an infantry blender. It's just an infantry yeah, blender. It,
0: it just, it just, uh, yeah. You guys, you just shot up my, my Pathfinders. You just.
1: Yeah. And there was, and then that wasn't all because the, once he kills someone, everyone oh. in a six <laughs> inch aura gets real happy. Gets inspired. Inspired. <laughs> and they can now reroll ones in yeah. their to hit phase. Yeah. He's uh, yeah, they're ridiculously they're good. Rolls. The color morph is ridiculously oh, good. Oh, he's so, he's so great. I need, I need, I should I should surround uh more units should surround him he's
0: yeah he's fantastic he's gold yeah so um so they came at my pathfinders and uh, they basically wiped out my unit of 10 pathfinders I made the mistake of putting all my pathfinders in one um, fish basket yeah yeah which was a mistake because (laughs) obviously I, I what I didn't know was that you had a stratagem that could make them appear three inches away
1: yeah, no, you didn't. You I thought I'd work. be
0: safe from like pistols or something for a while. I mean, I, I can't avoid mining lasers, but I thought for sure I could avoid most of your fire, but not when you employ the tricks of the gene stealers.
1: Gene stealer tricks and tips.
0: So that basically eliminated all my marker lights except for the one that the cadre fireblade had, but he was hiding. So I, I had, in essence, you wiped out all my marker light support at that point.
1: Yeah, pretty much. That was that was good. Um yeah. I don't think I did much else to your storm search. Uh uh you
0: you got it I? down, I think, to nine. You did you did Yes, sh- I did I
1: did get it down to nine, yeah. Because
0: the combination of mining lasers and the remaining battle tank yeah. uh brought it down to nine wounds left. Yeah. Which then put it into the second category of operation, which means reduced ballistic skill movement, blah, blah, blah. But But on the start of my second turn, I used the stratagem again to repair and I got him to 11, which brought him back up to full capability. So that means my bliss skill was four again and that was, and that was great. Um, Because with now, so the storm surge at that point eliminated the second tank. Yeah. I think I got rid of one of your Adeline Jackals. Mm-mm-mm. Right? Yep, you did, you didn't. I also killed all of the uh, neophytes that were threatening my gun line. Um, that was, I think, two two whole units of... Yeah, neophytes. I think I killed two more units of neophytes on that on that turn. So I got rid of the battle tank, two units of neophytes, and um, one of the Adeline Jackals. A good round of shooting for the Tau. Oh, and but then I dropped it. No, that's not that's not all. What actually would kill the battle tank yes. was that I dropped in the commander in the Cold star suit. Yeah, and um, and this guy's got he's got three fusion blasters, and I think that's what killed the battle tank. I think it was. Um, and then he has. Um, and then it was a combination of the crisis battle suits with their plasma guns. And the storm surge that, that actually killed off the remaining neophytes, that the two units of neophytes I mentioned.
1: No, it was the broadside that killed the Oh it was the broad tank.
0: it was the broadside. get yeah. yeah, your battle tank had one wound left. Yes. And it was the broadside. The broadside that did it. And that finally killed it off. Yeah. 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 So so that was that. That was that. Okay, so that was that was my turn too. It was a good your turn for the tower. Turn two. Yeah. Uh
1: turn three. Uh the rest of the cult ambush arrives. Uh, this includes Primus Clamavus Patriarch Acolyte Icon Ward Abernance And pure strain Gene Stealer. Basically half your army shows up a, Yeah a good portion of the army shows well, where up Where do they drop in? They mm-hmm. drop in right next to your Nine inches away from Nine inches Not right next to Yeah Nine inches away from Your war war Yes a Cold star Battle Suit. Because I had gotten only one objective at this point. Uh, that was to kill an enemy unit. The three objectives I had was to take an objective from an enemy who was holding it at the time. And my warlord was holding. I'd gotten
0: a point for yeah, holding your, an objective. Yeah, your, your was crisis, your,
1: your crisis suit were sitting on that objective. Yes. Uh, the other one was Kingslayer. Which would have meant my killing my warlord. Yep, D three there, and the third one was kill a unit with the fly keyword. Which was my warlord. Your warlord. Right. So literally all my all my objectives <laughs> were sitting right there. We're sitting. In a nice presented to you with a bow. Right nice. Literally right in front of you. Right
0: in front of me. And half your army shows up out and of half the Half my army shows up. We assault. You made your charges with your gene stealers because of the silly. Extra cult of the four armed emperor, cult of the four
1: armed god, or emperor, and the uh, there's an I believe it was the I no was the clamavus the clamavus who gives extra charge benefits. So you had plus
0: two on the on the on your charge. Yep, plus two on the charge. So you you ended up getting the aberrants and the gene sealers into a multi assault with my crisis battle suits and my warlord.
1: None of those. Warlords though, none of those HQs or the elites.
0: None of the the elites and HQs got in there. Um, I I did end up putting one wound on one aberrant with Overwatch.
1: Yes, you did do that. that Um, But beyond that, beyond that, we went in there. Yes. And killed some drones and put three wounds on your warlord. Was it three or four?
0: He was down to, I think, two wounds at the end of it, at, at the end of the hole.
1: No, no, it was three. It was three. Three? It was three.
0: Oh, it was three. That's right, because I think he had.
1: It was three. It was yeah. three, all right. And I'll say how oh, I right, know. Oh, right, 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 I right. I'll say right. how I know. So you
0: put a lot, you know what? At I, that point. He had a shi- of, So my warlord had a shield generator. for a pin in won't save that I made You <laughs> <laughs> made, he made some saves. Yeah, I made some good, saves. You made a yeah, lot made, of good yeah, saves. Yeah, I made a lot of good saves. Because he, he, the genius sealer put on a, on hurt on the guy. Oh, yeah. And That's, also, two drones had to die.
1: Two drones did have to die. <laughs> two to drones
0: save. have something called Savior product, Protocol. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were accompanying um, the commander in the Cold Star suit. And so they threw themselves in front of the to their Claws. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, they did.
0: And so two to drones the
1: died for the sake of the Warlord. So I knew at this point all my. Close combat units are now out in the middle of the open <laughs> with some battle suits that are about to retreat. Yes. And I'm never going to be able to catch them because yes. they move, they move like what? Well, the, Your, the, 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 crisis the crisis
0: suits move eight inches,
1: eight inches, which wouldn't be so bad, but the cold star moves 20
0: inches. And when he advances, he can advance up to 20 inches, up
1: to 20 inches. So that's something you're never catching. Yeah, You're, unless you have some re, uh, comparably fast uh, unit, which I didn't. Right. Everyone's out in the open. Two of them, like, two of my objectives just, f- just flew away. Basically, yeah. So, so just my, soared on, so, into the on, sunset
0: on uh, on the start of my turn too. Yeah. Th- that the first thing I did was I I retreated from the battle. I I, I left the uh, the assault,
1: and I had only gotten one objective, which was the D three. The D three for the um, for, for capturing that objective objectives. that you had because I now had numbered you on that objective and, when you and roll? I rolled a one and you rolled a one and I rolled a one right
0: now at this point I had I had first I had first blood mm-hmm. I had um, I had met one objective for um, killing a unit in the first turn and then I had also um, secured an objective the one that you had just taken from me mm-hmm. so I had three um, victory points at this point yeah right. But, but but knowing that you I don't know why I, for some reason I thought I didn't know that you were trying to uh, kill me to get him, get him I thought you just wanted to kill the warlord mm. um, but I retreated I got the hell out of dodge yeah. you know and so I moved him way back into my gun line my commander and then yeah. I moved my crisis battlesuit eight inches away but I think I, by doing that I effectively prevented you from securing all that, yeah. that big package of victory points yeah. that was available with the warlord kill and then you did have your units right there, which meant that my storm surge, who had secured anchors at this point, mm-hmm. which gives him a plus one on his shooting ability, was now just going to decimate. And he ended up killing all your gene stealers,
1: right? Yes, he did. And yes, I think I think once did. I killed
0: all your gene stealers, that that's when you said it's it's, it's pointless. It's
1: pointless. It's pointless. It is pointless. Yeah. There's no like I cannot. There's no effective response at this point. I cuz the the strategy would have been at that point yeah after I'd killed the Battlesuits, suits whatever's left survive yes see if we can <laughs> scrounge up some other objectives and hope they don't get any
0: <laughs> right uh
1: and we have a chance right and we, ha- we got a chance but it all the chance relied purely on killing that warlord what the kicker was oh yes and what i f- forgot the patriarch is a Psyker. <laughs> yep. Is a Psyker that I gave two familiars specifically to help him pass psychic tests. Yep. Yeah. A psycher with an ability called Mental Onslaught, which requires him to compete in a monoimato leadership roles, uh, where we added our leadership to die ro- dice results, of which I had the higher leadership. Yep. As long as I kept winning, I got to put Mortal Wounds. Mortal Wounds. <laughs> On the cold star <laughs> We did a test roll To we, see what a- would have happened the, After, the game, after the game was over After I conceded yes, To see <laughs> What would have happened. happened Do you know <laughs> Do you know What result we got Yeah. Three wounds <laughs> I would have gotten Three wounds The three wounds I needed To kill The cold star <laughs> Right Right Well we were saying something earlier about uh, dumb, dumb decisions, dumb mistakes, dumb mistakes, yeah, dumb, no, dumb no, mistakes. You forgot the psychic phase. I forgot my psycher, my one.
0: I was so worried psycher, about see my your, one. Your patriarch wasn't even was not in the assault, so I I had totally forgotten about your your patriarch being a threat. <sighs> yeah. I was staring at aberrant and and gene so I honestly forgot about the psychic phase as well. Um, it was only after we were putting things away that. You realized that uh, you had missed stic- the psychic, psychic phase, phase. And the patriarch it's could have mind wiped. Mi- mental on <laughs> The cold star. The cold star. Oh, well.
1: Ay, ay, ay. Oh, All well. right. So how,
0: the, the y- Tao y- got lucky this time.
1: I'm, well, I'm never forgetting that. I'm yeah. never forgetting that ever again.
0: Hey, this is one of the Tau's most costly battles. They lost they lost a unit of, of Pathfinders and
1: two drones. Two drones. Three drones. No,
0: four drones. They actually lost four, four drones. Four they, drones. The, the battle suits also. Um,
1: Maybe a Fire Warrior. I forget.
0: Oh, yeah. One Fire Warrior.
1: Until they have Fire Warrior died. One Fire Warrior died. A fire Warrior they,
0: died. They, literally, this is probably the, the, the heaviest toll any army has taken on the Tau. To- no, Tau tower. Tower have lost. Tau have lost, right? Have we had Tau lose? Not against you. I've lost with the Tao. I was at the LVO and I lost three games. Yeah, you lost
1: three games with the Tau. Yeah, I won three games with the Tau, but you won three games with Tau, You lost three games with the
0: Tau. I, you know, I've, lo- I've lost the Tau, Have I've lost the battle with Tyranids? The first time I ever played Tyranids. Like, I know. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she was like a tournament Tyranids
1: player. She had, she had, she had like this. Crazy egg system. Super happening?
0: optimized Tyranid yeah, list tyranid that list. Had actually, she actually, is, she's actually won like regional LVO, with yeah. uh, regional like uh, ITC championships yeah. for her army. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I ever played Tyranids ever. And then I, I faced her and then with my Tau and um, they got, they didn't do it too well.
1: We got to get Eldar. That's what, what? we got to do. I need to, <laughs> is that your answer to the Tau? That's my, that would be my answer to the Tau. Those, the Eldar? Those. No. Okay. So weird no. Right, so I, the
0: Tau have lost in this. In, in they've lost
1: the Necrons. They lost the Necrons. That's right. But how long ago was that?
0: That was over a year ago. Was that previous? It, it, was? No. It was Eighth Edition. It was Eighth Edition. I'm pretty sure it was Eighth Edition. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 sure, but I'm pretty sure it's Eighth Edition.
1: It and it I remember,
0: I was playing the Necrons in that game.
1: You were playing. In the, I don't think I've ever. Did I ever play Necrons against the Tau? You ever?
0: okay? You have not played Necrons versus. Tao is, I think, I played Necrons and beat your Tau that one time, but you have not played Necrons against a Tau. You were going to play Necrons,
1: but and then, then decided and the and Gene Stealers. And,
0: and then you, at the last minute, you said, "You know what? I don't like this list." And I said, "Why don't you play the Gene Stealers?" And you're yeah. like, "Yeah." So that's what happened. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Uh, we hadn't by we we've like not tried. This, gen- we have not done Gene Stealers. Where you
0: play Necrons and I play Tau. because the resilience of the Necrons is is. I yeah. think might be key in in unlocking the Tau puzzle.
1: That could... Be, yeah. In, in
0: terms of our own in ter- house think. meta here,
1: How, the, the, yeah, the, the, house the, meta, the Tau have
0: been consistently the winners. The Tau the, are just the top m- of the power level.
1: Most consistent. Yeah. Next to Necrons. I would I would say next to Adeptus Mechanicus. Who, who's you, one more? Necrons or Adeptus
0: Mechanicus? I would say Mechanicus. Yeah,
1: could, Mechanicus could you, do, do you, like to do the whole point and murder.
0: yeah. That would also be a good one Mechanicus versus Tau
1: I guess yeah Yeah that would be good Yeah Because they both do The same shtick
0: <laughs> Gunline, Yeah Deleted One around One based One based around storm Deleted One based around, around Belisarius Call Your unit yeah. Is in <laughs> deleted Dead Your unit's already dead Let me look at that unit It's gone It's gone Right What unit <laughs> Right I just see vapor Well you know what's gone All our time uh, the time yep. is gone. It's all so right. Late. We, all right. All right. So we want to thank you for listening as always. I thank you, loyal uh, listeners, especially those of you that listen to multiple episodes. We, we, we do appreciate that. If you want to get a hold of us, we'll have a few pictures, mostly of the Tao, not so much of the Gene because they're not codes. painted. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not on our Facebook page. Other than that, send us email, please. We are the I of podcast at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, as always, please remember to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. It really helps us a lot. It's a great way to get back to the show. And we very much appreciate it. With that, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon.